Hello, Jackwads. This is Master Shake. You're listening to my 17th favorite podcast, Superhero Slate. Gee, I wonder what's it about. It's about roofing tiles and also superheroes. He's got a roofing business, does a lot of slate roofs, and this is the number one place for your roofing podcast questions. Big Chris on the mic. Over to you. You may turn it off now. I will not speak on this podcast anymore after this. The excitement is over. Back to the slating. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is, of course, Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, Captain Marvel hit us with a second trailer, Mike. Oh, we finally got the second one. Pow, right in the kisser, straight to the moon. Uh, Grab your controllers with that Ultimate Alliance 3 reveal. (laughs) Yes, stay tuned because Chris is going to tell me what any of that means. Exactly, and... I mean, I guess if you guys are interested, we finally got that Avengers trailer, the title <laughs> reveal. So low key, totally low key there. Yeah, have no. I mean, I mean, is it really that big of a deal? After all, yeah, yes, it is. So, um, yeah. well, good. Well, good morning to you, Chris. Uh, it is earlier for me than usual here on a Sunday morning as we record this podcast. You over there in the Midwest have just finished your lunch. Uh-huh. Um, we have had a very big week. Uh, last week was our our celebration of our 200th episode. We were hoping for that Infinity War trailer last week. And I guess, luckily, we weren't exactly, like, punched right in the kidneys and it dropped, like, on a Monday. Like, we're always worried we're going to record this show on a Sunday and then, like, literally the next day or the second we stop recording, something huge is going to drop, like, right after you edit the pod. So uh, it's finally come around episode 201. It feels like the second season of Superhero Slate has started, you know, episode 201. So that's how I'm going to explain this in my head. It waited just for the right time for us. It took 200 episodes to get to a second season. We need to work on our season breakdowns <laughs> a little bit better. Hey, to double me, syndication, baby. To me, this feels like the wrap-up of the fourth season, Mike, because we're about to hit our fifth year starting. That's true. Jan- January 1st. But, I mean, it was. this has been a week. I mean, the topics are, are – there's not a lot of bullet points, but the bullet points that are here matter the most, I Ooh, feel. Those are always big episodes. Um, we have been fervishly – is that even a word? Fervishly. Um, fervishly scanning the web all this week. Uh, I mean, I've had things going on, and I've been, like, following Twitter accounts. I've been out there online waiting for trailers to drop. Uh, (laughs) uh, Big national things happen in our country that push trailers around. We have just been scatterbrained just trying to track all this stuff down. We thought we were going to be getting a trailer this week that we didn't get. We got a weird trailer this week that we didn't know was coming but Mm -hmm. has been delayed. It's It's been a crazy week, Chris. It's been a wild week for sure. But, I mean, my week, honestly, overall, has been pretty tame compared to your week, Mike. Uh, <laughs> you're blowing up, uh, in, in non-comic book related news, you're blowing up, you're breaking the internet? Is that what we're doing now? We're, we're breaking it, blowing up, you're scaring people away? I, I don't know what you're doing, Mike. Tell me <laughs> tell me about this video you shared with me, and I accidentally brushed it off, and now I've come back to realize that this is probably one of the biggest things you've ever done. <laughs> I've never had a viral tweet before, so this has been a very interesting experience over the weekend. So I'll share with you uh, how this came to be. So 
scrolling through Twitter just very casually on a Thursday, and I saw somebody share a, a GIF of these new animatronics for uh, for Belle from Beauty and the Beast, and very fluid movement, like looks very beautiful, very crazy, very weird to kind of see this um, this character uh, moving around. And since it's like at compressed at GIF quality. Uh, it almost kind of looks like CG render or like maybe like a brief cutscene from like a new the new Kingdom Hearts game. Like so it's really weird and really confusing and it's got all of this like Japanese like subtitling laid over the video so you're just like what is the origin of this video? So I just kind of do some simple googling and I find like the official PR Disney video on YouTube that talks about all these brand new animatronics that are coming to Tokyo Disney for this new ride uh, for Beauty and the Beast. And they have these amazing animatronics for Belle's horse, Belle herself, and you even get to see Beast move a little bit. And then they show some really cool CG renderings of what the ride is going to look like. So it looks like you're going to be in like kind of like a teacup, and then you're going to kind of go through the castle. You'll, you seem to be uh, wrapping around like the dinner table for the Be Our Guest moment at some point, and I don't know if like they're going to be animatronic cups, or there's going to be some sort of really weird, crazy, like in real life holograms on the table, who knows. But I was really interested in the holograms, so this video had a lot more in it than that little gift that I saw. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to download this video real quick. I'm just going to pull out all of the clips of like the engineers talking or the CG renders or the blueprints that they kind of show. And I'm just going to stitch all the animatronic stuff together. I just basically ripped out the audio, just kind of made a higher quality GIF because like I said before, when you see it in GIF form, it doesn't even really look real. It's kind of bizarre. So I just slapped this video up online, expecting nobody mm -hmm. to really come across it. And then uh, God bless the furry community. And I guess you didn't know I was going to say that this uh, this day, this podcast. But <laughs> Someone yeah, take that audio clip out of this episode <laughs> for me, please. Yeah, I guess somebody in the furry community just like came across it and they were they were all very interested in Bell's horse. So uh, seeing seeing something that kind of looks uh, uh, animated but also real life moving around um, really kind of like freaked them out. So that kind of started the, the spark. And as of right now, from Thursday to Sunday, the video has uh, 70,000 views. Um, I mean, you can look at the Twitter impressions, but they don't really mean anything. So I got lots of tweets, lots of replies. Mm -hmm. I made sure to do the obligatory plug your SoundCloud thing that they do on Twitter, where if you have a tweet that blows up, you plug something. So I plugged the podcast and the show. So I figured there'd be some nerdy crossover there. We talk about Disney on this show all the time, you know, so, uh, I'm going, I'm going to Disney this month. Yeah. We personally love the Disney parks. A lot of the times that news doesn't always fit into what we talk about on the show, but, uh, we do our best when something interesting crops up. So yeah, head on over, uh, to our show notes at superhero slate.com. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we got a link there at the top. That'll go to that video, uh, in my Twitter profile, but yeah, it's been really crazy. I'm glad I have the notifications turned off for Twitter because my phone would just be like blowing up all weekend. It's like a little glimpse in time of what it's like to be somebody uh, pseudo popular on Twitter. Like nobody cares who I am. They are just interested in the video. So I have I have no I have I have no delusions of grandeur here at all, Chris. But like I can imagine just a normal celebrity on Twitter, like they can't even use their notifications feed on Twitter. It would just be constantly people on there all the time, just bugging them. So I think if anybody's out there like tweeting at a celebrity, I don't know, trying to get them to do something, uh, they probably are never going to see what you're doing because just this little video, I can't even, I can't even parse through anything going on there. So anyway, Tokyo Disney animatronics, 
They're freaking crazy. It's a really weird... It's like the opposite of the Uncanny Valley. You know when you're looking at something on your screen that's trying to be very hyper-realistic, but you're just in that weird zone? This is like the opposite. This is like trying to take something from your screen and bring it to the real world, and it looks almost exactly like the animated version of Belle, but she's right in front of you, and you could, like, touch the animatron. It's so weird. So I'm going to have to book a ticket to Tokyo Disney because it looks like they got some crazy, crazy stuff going on over there. They just test them there, and they bring them over to us, Mike. Uh, (laughs) When I was in Disney two and a half years ago for our honeymoon, they were just – I I mentioned this when you showed this video – they're doing uh, the facial projections on the back end of it. So, like, there's, like, a couple muscles that move, but the entire face and stuff is back projected onto that plastic. And they are able to do more with the mouths and stuff and, like, emotions. But this looks like they've taken that step a bit further. Yeah, it seems to be and, and, It seems to be a very, like, mixed-media approach. It's like, uh, it doesn't matter what it is. As long as it looks the best, they're just going to throw it on it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll probably be seeing more of this. Maybe Maybe... At that uh, Disney, you, you're in Disneyland, right? Disneyland uh, out here. Disneyland, they'll do this with the Marvel characters. Oh, that would be sweet. Like a, like a nice uh, Iron Man suit that, that does this. That would be really <laughs> solid. Yeah, but uh, if you're if you're a new listener coming migrating yeah. over from Twitter, following the various branches of links that it takes to get to this specific episode of this podcast, uh, we're welcome. We're happy to have you. Uh, we're going to talk about tons of nerdy stuff now. Yeah, that's right. It's time, time to break it down because I, I don't think I have anything to follow up with that, Mike. Like, I don't remember <laughs> this week very well um, at all, so I'm, I'm good with this. Uh, what, what we're going to start our news with is actually something we're going to be talking about much later after the show, we both got a chance to see an early screening of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse this week. Yes, we did. Lucky souls. Yes, a lot of people, I mean, my theater wasn't full. It was about three-quarters full, and I had, I mean, I'll talk about this going experience. I, it was not a very pleasant one because it's not the theater I normally go to, and mm-hmm. um, there was a traffic accident in front of me, so I had to wait about 15 minutes to turn left, oh, uh, no. where it would normally take me just one minute. So uh, we ended up like scraping by getting there as soon as it started. But I, I we've not talked about this movie since you saw it yesterday, Mm-mm. and I've got to say, um, I thought Teen Titans um, Go to the Movies was the best animated movie of this year until I saw Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Whoa! So uh, lay lay it on me, spoiler free. What what do you got here? Spoiler free. Into the Spider Verse um, is. A visually not just stunning but mind blowing film, Mike, and mm-hmm. I, and I hope I, I think you might agree with me on that. Um, the way this art style is done, we've always we've always said the trailers look good, but when they finally put it into action and all the other things, um, there there's some uh, I guess stylistic choices that are crazy because you're dealing with multiple universes here. I mean, everyone has seen Spider Ham is obviously animated, and um, you know there's the uh, uh, spider from the uh, the animated or not the anime, the anime version of it. Like they mixed all these things together very well. But what's really cool is like the heart of this movie uh, is, is there uh, following Miles um, through his journey and then meeting all these other spider people across all the universes has been was was really really fun. I I, I really enjoyed the action sequences. The web swinging was really cool. Uh, the humor in this. I I think I, I there was I don't know. There are some very heavy moments in this movie. But there's rarely a time a smile wasn't on my face watching this, even though like I was the second row from the, from the front of the screen the whole time. Uh, I, I'd, I'd also, you know, I, I think the voice acting was on par uh, for sure, and we'll, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. 
uh, in our spoiler episode, the review episode in the spoiler section. But I, I really think that this movie is is a highlight uh, in terms of the Spider-Man, um, I guess, collection of films, uh, especially for an animated movie, Mike. And I, I've got to say, I had a really good time. And I'm actually probably going to go see this one again uh, because I was my wife. Again, my wife was sick, so we didn't. She didn't get to go with me. So I, my friend Andrew and I went. So I think I'm going to take her to go watch it. Is how excited I am to see somebody else watch this movie and really, truly experience the Spider Verse as a whole. Uh, what did you think? I mean, honestly, I was kind of underwhelmed with this whole film. I just wish it could have been... No, I'm lying, Chris. Are you kidding me? This was the best movie I think I may have seen this entire year, and that includes Avengers Infinity War that came out in April. This movie just pops off on every category that I love about film, and I think this is just me specifically. I'm not just saying factually... Like, you can put uh, Infinity War and Spider-Verse up against each other, and Spider-Verse is going to win every time. For me, this was literally almost the perfect movie, which is shocking if you are a regular listener of this show, and you go back to the very first time we reported on Sony making an animated movie. I was just so shocked that it was even going to happen. I didn't even know what it was going to look like. I'm going to just say, you do this with every Spider-Man movie from Sony. You hated yeah. all the trailers for, yeah, for uh, Homecoming as well. <laughs> I mean, you just uh, you just can't trust those guys. But I mean, this was, to be honest, uh, Sony Pictures Animation, so technically a different sect. But we're gonna get into that uh, uh, way later. Uh, but yeah, this movie was just popping off on everything. I love the soundtrack. I love all the hip hop music. There's legit break beats in this movie that I just loved. Like I was just like bouncing around in my seat, and it was a squeaky seat too. So I'm sorry anybody that was around me in the theater and <laughs> may have gotten a little bit squeaky. But I don't feel too bad because the dudes behind us had really poor hygiene. They smelled really bad, so uh, I feel like I was just paying it forward. So, yeah, the music was great. The visuals were amazing, because the great thing about animation is, in animation, you can put anything that you want on the screen. Budget is rarely a concern when it comes to what you see on the screen. You know, if you Mm -hmm. distill it down to television, sometimes it comes down to how fluid it looks, how much effort it puts into it, but you can do anything. So the fact that they were able to do that and break boundaries, I have never seen a visual of depth of field in this movie like they did. You saw a little bit of it in the trailer, but once you get it in the big screen, it's amazing. Like, Miles will just be doing something as simple as, like, looking down at his hand, something in his hand, and then his shoes are just, like, this weird kind of, like, phase-shifted red and blue, like, old-school 90s 3D glasses on his foot. It's just, it's amazing, and it's beautiful. And so I just love that they went the extra step to do something experimental in the animation realm. And uh, man, I can't well, wait to get a hold of the art book for this movie. The halftone, like, it was very subtle, but I kept noticing the halftone uh, dots across everything mm-hmm. in there. And they weren't, like, it wasn't just a halftone thing across the whole thing. Like, the way the size and the shapes and the the tints were. It was so subtle. Like It's just... A, it's a, every character was, was very, very beautiful in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. I and mean, this, this movie just oozes style. It's an amazing story uh, written by... I believe it was Phil Lord uh, who wrote this script. And then it was produced by Lord and Miller. So the story is just great. It's amazing. It's got heart. I legit teared up like twice during this movie and we'll talk about that later in the spoiler cast so make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and that spoiler cast will pop up in your feed I don't know if you want to if you're going to want to listen to that now because we were lucky enough to see this a week early mm-hmm. but uh, you know who knows maybe there's some masochists out there that like things spoiled but uh, or you can just save it make sure you're subscribed come back in a week
week after you see this movie because you need to go see this movie. This is amazing. This is doing new things in the realm of animation. I love the character designs. I love the voice acting. The voice acting is great. I love Miles is out here on the screen. I'm going to do my best. I'm doing my best now not to spoil anything, but yeah, I, I gushed over this movie the entire time. Oh, man, it was just it was amazing. It was great. I just I can't I can't not I, it's hard for me to say anything bad about it. So I guess yeah. if you uh, well, if you I'm, I've, hear... got, I've got a couple <laughs> things. So when you come to our review episode, you're going to hear me break down a couple things. I was like, ah, this isn't a perfect movie. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that's a good indication of, of our conversation later. So I, I look forward to that. However, well, if you, you want to hear my love letter. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, Mike, Mike's got a new girlfriend uh, into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I did say the first thing I said when I walked out to Mike was, uh, oh, my God, the after credit scene. And I'm going <laughs> to tell you what it is, but you need to stay through the whole movie as yeah, with any Marvel film. But like, mm-hmm. um, I, I just want to say, Mike, was my reaction to that after credit scene on par with how you felt watching that as well? <laughs> I mean, it was a great after credit scene. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be something else based on your reaction, and it ended up being something different, which was totally fine. So I'm yeah. going to – I can only be as coded as that right yeah, now. I, I, yeah, it's, yep, exactly. So stay all the way through and listen to our review episode later where we will reveal what that, in fact, is. Um, and I think some of this movie is online, so be careful looking – Google searching this movie, Mike. Uh, or not, not you, you've seen it. Everyone else, be careful. However, that's not our only Spider-Man news. While Mike was talking, I rearranged our show notes a little bit to <laughs> tie this into the Brazil Comic-Con Expo. I forget what it's called. The CCXP. We talk about this every year. It's it's right going on right now. Um, Far From Home, Spider-Man Far From Home, the upcoming live-action movie, had a trailer debut there at CCXP, but we do not have it yet in the public world. Oh. It will be the same trailer. It's got. i got to imagine it's got to be coming out this week. Yeah. I mean, Sony would want nothing but to attach it in front of their Spider-Verse movie. Correct. I mean, and that's what we predicted life... <laughs> for months. Yeah, so I, I think this actually could sadly be a situation where we stop recording this podcast and then, like, tomorrow that trailer could yeah. be up and live. My, my theory is this week some reports are saying possibly delayed till the 18th. Now, we're going to talk about an Avengers trailer that was supposed to come out Wednesday, but due to a... Um, uh, a and they, I guess a previous president's funeral, it was pushed up a, or pushed a few days, which would have made it actually perfect sense for Spider-Man to drop Saturday or Sunday with the, uh, several days in between because you don't want to eat your own trailer feed, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but this trailer has been there and, and I've got some reports. Do you want to know a couple things about this or do you want to wait until the trailer, Mike? Um, you know, you can you can drop me a little crumbs, okay. just a couple crumbs. So I will tell you right now, first and foremost, the official image, we have an official image of the stealth suit in action with Tom Holland in the stealth suit here. I was able to see this. This broke through onto my social media feed. So we've kind of seen this before in kind of set photos. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, it looks honestly about the same as we've seen before. Um, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with his knee here. Is that like battle damage or is this like some sort of janky home? made suit i think it's battle damage so um from the trailer we learn that um he is on a, a school trip in europe which we we've, we've kind of reported on before uh-huh. and uh this suit is bequeathed to him by uh, some shield people or a shield person if you will so um we're going to see him get some extra suits i think it might be a couple he has to choose from as well but we definitely will see this one first um, so that's a really cool suit. Looks Sam Fishery. Kind of looks like Spider-Man Noir 
if you will. <laughs> Sam Fisher. No, that's a really good description. If you had to describe it to someone who couldn't look at it right now, like remember, <laughs> remember those old, what, what were those Splinter games Cell. called? Splinter Cell. Yeah. Remember those old Splinter Cell games? Yeah, yeah. that, but Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly. And, and he has fingerless gloves, which is apparently helpful to him for some reason. I, I don't know why yet. <laughs> yeah, I saw somebody on Twitter. It's like, oh, great stealth suit for leaving fingerprints everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we will get to see Mysterio in action in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he may not be the bad guy right out the gate, Mike. No, uh, I I thought it was funny that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal earlier this week on social yeah. media like officially revealed that he was Mysterio, and it's just like he, I mean, what what rock is everybody else? Everybody knows that he was going to be Mysterio. What's well, going on here? I think the best part was he didn't say he was playing Mysterio. He's like, I'm not Spider Man. Like he was like realized he wasn't playing Spider Man, um, which I think he was in talks to back in the Tobey Maguire era, like replacing Tobey Maguire because he had like a back issue or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Um, and then we also get to encounter some characters only referred to that I know as the Elementals hmm. in, in, in Europe. So I'm thinking uh, maybe a Hydro Man or someone with water. I, I don't know. Uh, stone, stuff like that, like different elements. So we may get to see some larger scale enemies than just the Vulture is what I'm imagining, Mike. So. Um, yeah, I feel like they're really kind of waiting to like uh, bust the web sling cherry for Spider-Man here in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we we didn't really see a whole lot of it in Homecoming. You know, he kind of web slinged around Brooklyn a little bit, but the, you know those buildings are a little bit smaller, not the iconic Manhattan. Uh-huh. So I feel like it's going to be like a pretty cool moment once we actually kind of see him do what we all did this summer in the Spider-Man game. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's going to be. A great third movie, I think, uh, building him up and, and make let him earn that, I guess, rather than giving it to him right out the gate. So mm-hmm. uh, I expect a Far From Home trailer. Uh, they do not reference anything Avengers related in this trailer. They're staying away from that completely. So if uh, you're worried about Avengers spoilers in Far From Home trailer, you be rest assured there will probably not be any reference whatsoever. So um, yeah, I'm excited to to see that. Uh, I assume you are as well. We all love Spider-Man. We're all in Spider-Man kick this weekend, Spider-Man high, after watching Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, man. I couldn't be any more drunk on Spider-Man than I am right now. That's true. Earlier this week, to kick off the week, on Monday Night Football, we got a Captain Marvel trailer. We actually reported (laughs) this live on the air last week, going through our notes. So this was really cool to see it come true. (laughs) So we got our our second Captain Marvel trailer, and this kind of helps clear up a little things that I, I was kind of talking about on the show last week like the pop leaks Mike um, remember how we said her name was Verse mm-hmm. on the pops well that's because they show in this one part of her dog tag is missing and her name the part that says the V-E-R-S off of Danvers oh, so okay. that's why she's that um, we also get to see someone injecting her what looks like blue blood from the Cree into her and mm-hmm. that's really reminiscent of S.H.I.E.L.D., if, Project Tahiti, if you've been watching that show. That's mm-hmm. exactly what happened to Coulson, so there's some press in here. Coulson's also in this movie, by the way. Um, I keep joking. The first thing I said when I saw this trailer was that Goose, the cat, will take Fury's eye. And, <laughs> and then I don't think that'll really happen, but I think that was pretty funny. <laughs> that would be great. I mean, I mean, I know cats are cute, and, you know, Funko would love to make a pop of all type of animals to, you know, goose sales, if you will, pun oh, they, intended. They, they already have animal line, don't worry. <laughs> pun intended. But, I mean... I mean, Goose would be a much bigger character in the MCU if he was the one that took Fury's eye. But he's also, <laughs> a, well, he's also an alien cat in the comic books. Like, he's not a real cat. He's an alien who looks like a cat. 
It was very dangerous. So, but in all reality, I think some of the like in hindsight, pun intended as well, um, they might CG an eye patch on Fury in some of these scenes were already seen, kind of like mm. a, a la Thor Ragnarok. Uh, so maybe he may not have an eye for more of these than we actually are, are seeing. Sneaky. I mean, for me, this trailer was a little bit of. Uh, an underwhelming event for me, mainly because I knew the Infinity the Infinity War Part Two Avengers Four uh, to be titled trailer was coming out soon. So as soon as I finished watching this, I was like, everyone's gonna forget about this trailer once Wednesday rolls around, which actually ended up being Friday. Uh, but yeah, it, it, we kind of have a similar tone and feeling as we had, I would say, from the first trailer. I would say the action cranks up a little bit. Um, the biggest takeaway I was able to get from this was was really her mohawk. That was the biggest question I had. I was like, "Is that a tactical mohawk? Does she put her hair up in a mohawk? What's mm-hmm. going here?" So we got to we got my answer, which was like somehow we haven't seen how she gets it up there, but that indeed is her real hair that's going through that slot. So I don't know if it, there's there's magic or superpowers or just a really weird hair dryer that kind of threads it through there. Uh, but we got descriptions. Yep. Love that. We got some more action shots of her in that mohawk, which was kind of cool. What? So visually, I got some more. But like, kind of story-wise, I feel like, well, I, I knew all this already. So. Well, I think, yeah, I think story-wise, they're not going to tell us a lot. Because I, I mean, after watching this, I did notice there's a couple scenes that go a little longer. A couple, like, frames longer than they did the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, when Carol's upside down and she has those beams going into her head, she's actually with scrolls and not the Kree in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually, what's really funny slash sad is they showed extra footage of this movie at CCXP this weekend, Mike. Right uh. now, they showed full full clips of this movie going on there um, and talked about some of those scenes and characters. But I think what's really, to me, I mean, a really kick-ass moment is when she lights up into her like flame mode there at the end mm-hmm. and is taking on like I, I, spaceships, I don't know, a whole armada of things in the sky to show really how powerful... Um, she is uh, as a whole. Um, some rumors, uh, and these is all just rumors. Poor Sally. What if Carol is actually a Cree, like disguised as a human? I guess, and, <laughs> and they don't know. It. I, I don't know. Maybe she's like a super scroll or something like that. But um, I think the last thing I want to say is um, the there's that nineteen. Um, I guess nineties early Quinjet prototype we get to see them fly. That was re- that was really cool. That was almost like looking at like a vintage car or something like that. That was like, ooh, yeah. that's sexy. Look at that fly. Exactly, and that's um, if you see that image, like it comes out of what's called Project Pegasus, and Pegasus is the building at the start of the Avengers film where Loki shows up, and they're working on the Tesseract. Oh, cool! I like that. So, so we may get to see some, I guess, how a lot of these buildings and, and stuff get kind of formed. And, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that that set at the beginning of that Avengers film that felt just like a community college campus, like the University <laughs> of like Phoenix or something like that, or like Arizona or something. But uh, they made it look cool. Uh, either way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure you know what was it? Um, six years ago, they had no idea. They were going to have to, like, we need to tie this into Captain Marvel in a few years. Mm. So, um, but I mean, to me, I, this is uh, more of a, I think, a really kick ass trailer. There's some toy debuts for this. Uh, well, I, I think it's really cool. There's like, you know how we always have the Spider Man web shooter toys? Like, you can get mm-hmm. them stuff. They built her uh, blasters um, toys, and they're marketing them as like uh, toys for little girls. So you can get like the wrist blasters for Captain Marvel 
and, and like the, the the toy section for for like girls toys with the dolls and stuff that's su- that's super rad i don't want to go off on a super toy tangent here but i was at target this weekend kind of doing some stocking <laughs> stuff or shopping and you know me and my wife are both nerds so of course i'm gonna stroll through the like the kind of the action figure toy aisle to see if i can yeah. find anything that, that she might like and i i saw some cool toys there like teen titans go has some kind of cool figures i don't think they're they're posable at all but they're just kind of like cool little statues that i thought looked really cool um the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show has some pretty cool action figures. I've only seen, like, the pilot uh, of the show, but it's it's a really good show, and it's I think it got nominated for some Annie Awards just recently, so if you want to jump back into the Turtles, now might be a good starting point. But actually, I was supremely disappointed with the Spider-Verse toys. Like, I thought I was going to stroll into this toy aisle, and Sony was just going to blanket it with all of these toys from this property that's really taking off critically, and like, there was just a couple toys there, and their sculpt was just, like, really bad. Like, I mean, you have, like, 3D models that I'm sure you could get access to from Sony Pictures Animation, and you're giving me, like, these kind of, like, weird, shapeless, formless characters. Like, Miles has, like, this weird kind of string bean body with a gigantic head, and mm-hmm. the Spider-Man version of, like, with the real suit, he just, it doesn't even look good. So, I was kind of disappointed in the Spider-Verse toys, but if you like any other property out there, you might have some pretty sweet toys on hand ready to go. Yeah, and, and we know from all those leaks that um, the Avengers 4 movie is going to have a lots of nice toys for us to go take a look at coming up. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, um, you know, it's just cool for that Captain Marvel. I mean, again, the uh, we've talked about women-led movies. We've had Wonder Woman, which is a huge success. People love it. I mean, something to look up to. I think Captain Marvel will be a, a step in that right direction. Yeah. And um, I think... I think the biggest challenge for Captain Marvel, from my point of view, is going to be kind of explaining her power set. Because as of right now, it's just kind of very amorphous, you know, it's almost kind of like Dragon Ball Z, you know, like energy blasts and she can fly. So it's like, you know, what, you know, how are they going to kind of rein that in from just her being an all-powerful thing that can just like blast stuff with her hands, you know? Uh, I mean, I'm sure that'll come in very handy uh, in this next film we're about to talk about. But yeah, I think on her own film, it'll be nice to see if we can kind of get some like rules and structures around her power. Because as like analytical as that sounds, eventually she's going to have to fit into a team and mm-hmm. she's going to be flying around in the background and we're going to want to know what she can and can't do. Yeah, I, I think they are not telling us. Um, again, this is my uh, my theory here. Is when she gets her power, like in this trailer, we see when she she crashes her plane in her human form. Um, she has blue blood in her nose. So, like, what if whatever happened fused her with the Captain Marvel character that we know, like, we're familiar with the Marvel character? Mm-hmm. And that's how she kind of gets this her abilities a little bit because she's a, a hybrid fusion of these two two characters. So, um, I think they're hiding a lot from us, and I think we'll see more. What I'm thinking, Super Bowl, Super Bowl's next trailer. You think? I mean, yeah, that sounds about right. There's First usually something February, around there. About mm-hmm. a month, month out. Yeah, so anyway. Captain Marvel trailer, links in the notes. Um, but we're here, Mike. We are now, <laughs> we are in the endgame now. If you we've, we've buried the lead long enough. Yeah, that's true. So Avengers Endgame is the official title, Mike. We 
woke up. I I applaud myself, yourself even. We were able to hide the title until the end of the trailer. We watched the end of the trailer. <laughs> so I, I had a, a short brief story I wanted to tell about that. So I knew the trailer was live because um, I, I woke up in the morning and I scrolled through social media real quick to see if people were talking about it. And I was able to see like a quick thumbnail that the trailer was out there. And then that's all I needed. I wasn't going to scroll any further. I didn't want the title reveal spoiled for me. So I just kind of like threw my phone away. I think I left it in the bathroom in the morning. And then I, I, you know, I went out, I put the trailer up on the big TV, but that was even a, a, a challenge of its own because I was freshly woken up. I was just like, did they do what I think they did? Did they put Avengers Endgame trailer one, like right underneath the, the YouTube video? Yeah. So I squinted at the TV as hard as I could. And luckily I'm really familiar with YouTube's layout. So I was able to like, okay, this is the videos tab on Marvel's YouTube page. Okay. That's the first thumbnail. So, okay, that must be the trailer. Okay. It's green. Like the like the thumbnail I saw earlier. So I clicked on it and then I made it big. I filled up the whole screen. I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. But then I accidentally clicked the scrubber all the way to the end of the video to where the title was just about to be revealed. So I almost just ruined it for myself. (laughs) You were your own worst enemy, man. Yeah. So anyway, I got all the way back to the front and after I watched it, I realized they didn't even put the title in the freaking video description anyway. So I was like, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, that's how it goes. So I, this came out at like eight o'clock my time. So that would have been like, what? Five o'clock in the morning, your time, mm-hmm. uh, and I just woke up and I was getting ready. And I looked down. I'm like, "The Incredible Hulk shared a movie trailer." What? So <laughs> when Marvel does all of their pages with all their movies, share the trailer at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I was, I happened to be on the, I saw the Incredible Hulk's posting. So I dropped it. I made sure that the title wasn't in there. Went to YouTube on my TV. I watched it on the TV first because you can't. I, I couldn't watch it on my phone first. Yeah, it's a cinematic experience. Yeah, you can't do that. Uh, and got to watch it and um, got all the way. And I was like, they're not going to give us a title. I was like, they're not going to give us a title. Watch it just say <laughs> Avengers. And then it rotated. And I was like, they got us. They got us good, those sons of bitches. Oh, man. It's such a good title, too. Uh, I mean, if you're a listener to the show, we, we we speculated about these titles for weeks and weeks and weeks. We had some, like, runners-up and some finalists. I think Annihilation was one. Annihilation was, like, the, the one. Everyone was pretty yeah. sure it was going to be it. And I think you dropped Endgame on me, and I was, and I think I said to you, actually, that's a really cool title. They said it yeah. in the film; it makes sense. Um, so yeah, I'm glad they went with this. It just sounds so ominous, which really fits the tone for this trailer. Well, they've said it in uh, the past two Avengers movies, actually. Um, Doctor Strange said we're in the Endgame now, but then also, if you go back to Age of Ultron, uh, Tony Stark was talking to Bruce. He's like, up that up there, that's the Endgame. Uh, so there's a precedent for using that in in the uh, the MCU right now, um, and I, I gotta I gotta say uh, this trailer release uh, or this title was actually leaked June 30th in, of this year from a cinematographer, <laughs> and everyone just wiped it away. They're like, "No, nope, Rooster Brothers said that wasn't the title." Uh-huh. Uh, come to find out, it really was. Well, uh, I mean, it's the it's the it's the age old adage of just like uh, that. Of course, that's a, the, what they would say. Like they wouldn't tell you if you were right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and the, like after watching the first trailer and seeing all the toys come out for Infinity War that were not true, I don't trust a single thing about this trailer <laughs> or anything else going forward. Like I'm like uh-huh. they're gonna lie straight to our faces for the rest of this. And uh, you know what? That's okay with me. You know that? That's perfectly fine. <laughs> Um, we also reported on that leak back in episode 178, Mike. We have been actually reporting this title for the whole time that it's come out. So I feel I feel pretty good. That was uh that was um 
that's pretty good for us, I think, to, to yeah, finally you, get one on the head. We, we're we're you, pretty wrong most of the time. So yeah, you got to stay saddled up with your boys over here at the slate. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll let you know what it's what you what we got. It might always be true, and you're gonna have to read between the lines and maybe not agree with us. But <laughs> but, but when we're right, we'll let you know. That's for yeah, sure. Of course, we will gloat. That's right. The trailer release had 289 million views in 24 hours. The closest Damn. one behind that is Infinity War with 215 million views. <laughs> You know, uh, I was I was trying to think about the box office for this film. You know, it's coming out, and I'm just trying to think. Statistically, I feel like it's got to make more money, right? It's got to make more money than Infinity War. Because, I mean, who, who, who on the face of the earth could go see Infinity War in theaters and not want to see this film? Because it's, th- that is like the biggest cliffhanger I've ever seen in like a big blockbuster tentpole film like that. And then, you know, hopefully it's just as good and awesome with big, satisfying, gigantic battles with all of the heroes they've ever had on the screen at once. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be rewatchable to like the nth degree. So if if the, we're seeing all of this fervor um, with this many views, I mean, this film is going to possibly break box office records. Yeah, 100 uh, percent. And what's really interesting is. In terms of the the average moviegoer, which isn't us, which is, so some people think Once Upon a Deadpool is actually another Deadpool movie. They don't realize it's in the same year um, because <laughs> this year's been that long. So, um, like people may not realize we just had an Avengers movie either. Like they're like, oh, yep, next Avengers movie, let's sign up. They don't realize. Like some people who haven't watched the first one may not realize it yet. So. Uh, it's a good opportunity for people to not jump on, but catch up on all the old ones. I chatted with uh, somebody uh, on the day the trailer dropped that said um, they kind of knew that I, uh, you know, followed these things. I don't think if they know the degree of how much I know what's going on in the MCU. But they were like, I've only seen, um, I've only seen, uh, what did she say? She said, I've seen Black Panther uh-huh. and I've seen Winter Soldier. I watched this trailer. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so I had to fill in some gaps for her, uh, but she was really sweet, and she was just like, oh, that sounds interesting. So she actually might go back and watch Infinity War now. That's good. Hopefully she, she catches up on some other ones. If you're actually watching one a week until um, Endgame, which has moved up a week, is now um, April uh, instead of May in the U.S., so just like the other one did. Uh, we are Incredible Hulk week, Mike, by the way, so just to let you know. Gotcha. Um, Otherwise than that, the content of the trailer, well, this is the most Captain America footage I think we've seen, uh, even compared to Infinity War. Uh, <laughs> he was in this quite a bit. Uh, things look pretty dour. Like, this is not an uplifting, hopeful trailer whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is also maybe the first, like, m- the first act, even, like, half of the first act of this movie. Because Tony is stranded on a ship with Nebula, and he. It sounds like they, people are like, what four days of oxygen left or something like that? Maybe no. Or, he said he said he had like four days of food left, but like oxygen was gonna like run out tomorrow or something yeah. like that. He is on the brink of death. Yeah. So he his his suit is apparently not repairing um, because he probably used all his nanoparticles. That ship probably doesn't have hyperspace because that whole battle had a planet thrown at it. Um, what what's cool the imagery though is Tony Stark is in his black wife beater with an arc reactor the same as he starts off in um, Iron Man, so <laughs> he's like he's got to build something in the ship to get him home, or Captain Marvel could maybe save him I I don't know uh, a lot of people are thinking about it. maybe the other uh, Kraglin and the Ravagers or the the remaining Asgardians 
uh, I don't know. Korg. Korg is going to save them. Korg. Korg and Meek. <laughs> that would be that would be interesting. Would... I mean, we don't we don't know what happened to them. Why didn't they ask the Russo brothers that at the Q and A? Yeah. Uh, when it came, I want to know what they they were on the same ship with Thor. I, I would hope that they got in the rescue vessel and then they're going to meet with Iron Man. That would be amazing. Yeah. Oh my well, God, I would. Well, love that. they did say only half the Asgardians were killed in that first battle, so they did confirm that. But then the finger snap killed the, the other half, so we don't know who's <laughs> left. Um. Yeah, I mean, we get to see, uh, you know, people who have died, you know, Ant-Man, Spider-Man, uh, Shuri is confirmed to be dead in, in one of these scenes that Bruce Banner's looking at it. Also, fun fact, did you know this is only like the seventh day Bruce Banner has been Bruce Banner in, in, since, uh, <laughs> Civil, or since uh, Age of Ultron because he was it's... the Hulk for the rest of it? Oh, man, it's been a week. <laughs> yeah, it's been like, a week for him. What a hell of a week for this dude. Um who else? We didn't see we see a sad Thor. I mean, there's not, not a whole lot of information to glean from this, Mike. If if you if you yeah, will, for, for who exactly is missing? But we do know uh, Hawkeye is back as Ronan. He's got mm-hmm. a kind of weird futuristic sword. Uh, he's wearing some sort of mask. We don't know what it looks like on the front, but of course they got to save some stuff for the next trailer. Go, so I got to go imagine. Go look up Ronan. R O N I N, not Ronan. The go look up. You'll you'll know exactly what it looks like. You're like, damn, he's really good. Yeah, and I got to imagine the turmoil going through that guy is crazy because I would assume if you're if you're somebody that's writing this script, you're gonna want to make the most tragic motivation for him as possible. And I'm I bet his family got dusted. Oh, the, they even say the family members we lost, and it cuts to him and like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. he's in Japan killing people. Half oh, the yeah, people I, are already dead, and he's killing more. He's, he's and, mad. And imagine the guilt, too, because he was not in that battle. You know, he could have had a legitimately good reason for why he couldn't get there. He was doing something else. Who knows? But can you imagine the guilt he felt of just like, oh, what would have happened if I was there? Would mm-hmm. I literally have been the tipping point enough to stop Thanos from destroying he... half of all living creatures? I mean, I'm probably not, but, you know, he'll never know the answer for sure. I mean, what if he had a USB flash drive that he could shoot into the gauntlet to rehab? <laughs> uh, I no. mean, I was thinking, like, just before the snap, just before uh, Thanos' finger connects with the thumb, like an arrow slips in there, and yeah. then it, it gets just enough time for, like, Thor to be like, oh, thanks for the, the advice, yeah. pulls the, the axe and splits his head open, which would be really crazy to see or on screen. he fires Ant-Man again, but Ant-Man goes to Giant-Man in the air and, like, lands on Thanos. Oh, that would be satisfying. Uh, you know what? You're pitching great stuff that's probably going to happen in this film. Um, but, you know, I think the thing that I'm kind of zeroing in on and this is only if we can take everything in this trailer we see as truth <laughs> yep. and chronological. But there's there's a point in the trailer where... Um, where Black Widow is talking to Captain America and uh, Cap is just like, this has to work. This plan has to work because if it doesn't, I we have, like, I, there's nothing else. He's yep. like, I have no other ideas. And then we see Ant-Man, well, I, who I think is, is that... theoretically going to bring in, you know, time travel or whatever. So, like, does Steve have another plan that he has and then Ant-Man comes in? So I'm kind of curious what competing ideas we so, have here to save the world. I think I think you're right, but I think you're seeing them out of order. Um, I think Steve is looking at his picture of Peggy Carter. Mm-hmm. I think he's got to go back in time to see Peggy. And that's why he has that picture to look at with her, like when he's about to do it. And... I don't know if you noticed this or not, but when Ant-Man... So, there, there is levity in this trailer. There's a, uh-huh. a moment of levity when Ant-Man shows up in his van 
uh, that he had the the warp tunnel in. Yeah, I I just love how these trailers also have post credit scenes. Yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. So I'm going to share with you, Mike, this image here that I if you watch this trailer and you and you you go through it enough, um, if I can get it to send to you, um, in the upper left of the Ant Man footage, it says Archive 1983. So what if Ant Man came to this building before it was built when back when it was just a shield warehouse in the 80s and he doesn't know and they're Whoa. watching this archive footage I didn't even notice that and that makes sense because Steve says is this from today or he says something yeah. along the lines and I thought that was just meaning like oh I thought everyone was dead Did was this just last week or something like yeah. that oh I didn't even think about that so and if you look I mean, at the grass there that grass is not the same well kept grass at the Avengers facility that, that mm-hmm. Stark has been maintaining so Maybe they've parked that van in one of those buildings, and then that's how they can get it to time travel. Oh, man, I don't know. This is gonna be this is gonna be crazy. This is gonna be nuts. But also, like from a storytelling point of view, I mean, this is not the end of the MCU. This is not the end of the Avengers. This might be legitimately the end for some characters, uh, possibly Captain America and Iron Man. Uh, that could be the end. But time travel is just such a great storytelling structure for have, having your heroes like revisit the last like decade of these movies mm-hmm. to kind of like visually experience what we all did and kind of reminisce before, I don't know, Thanos kills them, something kills them, somebody dies or somebody just goes, retires <laughs> on like an island somewhere. You it's know? like one of those <laughs> TV shows that's about to end and they do a recap episode before the yeah. final episode. So this is our recap movie. Um, yeah. Um, but I, to me, again, can we take this at face value? No. Yeah. So we can't, I, we can't I, trust these dudes. <laughs> we could totally be thrown for a damn loop and uh, this, we could be very, very wrong. Um, but that's that's what I, I that's the one of the biggest things I pulled out of that trailer was watching the footage date in the upper left mm-hmm. scene of his archive. Lastly, my new phone background arrived this week um, <laughs> with the Avengers Endgame poster. It's the A, but it's getting dusted, and that is just absolutely beautiful and horrifying all at the same time, Mike. Yeah, so uh, I don't know how my wife did it, but she went through that whole day on Friday without seeing the trailer. And then when she got home from her long from her long day of work, which was very busy, she does not have a lot of time during the day to sit back and watch trailers. Uh, so she came home, and I just kind of casually leaned over. I was like, oh, did you get a chance to watch the Endgame trailer yet? And she's like, no, not yet. And I was just like, what? But she knew <laughs> the title. <laughs> yeah, she knew the title because, I mean, that's what happens. If you don't watch it right away, it's going to get out there in social media. Um, so we sat down and watched it, and I, I watched her uh, just get amazed when even the Marvel um, you know, Marvel Studios logo turned to dust. She was just like, oh, that's ominous. <laughs> so, I mean, this, it, man, this, yeah. I, w- I wasn't expecting the trailer to be so dark, but, man, is it setting the tone for wh- what we're about to go into. Yes, and the worst part is now we have to wait again for another one, damn it. Uh, but we it got moved a week closer, so you know April twenty sixth. Uh, <laughs> of the, course, they did it again. I I I, I wish I could have. Uh, I should have gone back and looked to see what movies had scared out of that weekend because I mean it kind of ruined that Amy Schumer movie that was supposed to come yeah, out. Yeah, it year. ruined <laughs> that movie. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, I, I I think everyone kind of cleared way when Marvel said we're doing Avengers, and I yeah. think I think the twenty sixth was booked 
internationally but not for america so yeah this is this is like a power move of just saying hey get ready everybody we could move at any point so give us a two-week berth around any movie title or you're gonna be screwed yeah well well, they don't have to worry about fox because they own them now so they can move all those movies at will yeah but uh avengers in game we finally have a title we don't have to call it avengers 4 or infinity war 2 anymore yeah Uh, we call it's gonna look weird uh, doing the the abbreviate because i do iw for infinity war so doing ae for avengers in game is gonna look really weird yeah um, I, uh, I, 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 you know, I don't want to, I don't want to admit this to make me sound, you know, like just a fancy boy, if you will. Oh, you are. But, Go on. <laughs> but when I, when I watched the trailer, I watched it standing up. I just, I, you know, I just couldn't contain myself sitting down watching it. So I stood up like right in front of my TV watching it. And then when it was over, uh, just like the post, all the posters for the sound of music, you know, I put my arms out and I spun around in a circle. Like I was <laughs> dancing through a meadow and I was just... Like <laughs> just like the feelings that like man, we are so emotionally attached to this franchise. It's ridiculous. It, it is, but it's like a really good thing. So I'm very excited for this movie. Uh, I, I I didn't do that necessarily, but I was like, oh, I have to watch this like four more times before I go to work. And I <laughs> oh yeah, I did the same thing. Just repeated and repeated and repeated. So uh, I yeah. So we have Avengers Endgame, Mike. We now know, so we can yeah. we can rest easy this weekend knowing we have a title and yeah, uh, but- an earlier date. Yeah, but speaking of franchises and things that I'm not emotionally attached to. Yes, so Marvel Ultimate Alliance is a video game series. Uh, the last one was probably, I think, nine years ago, Ultimate Alliance 2. Ultimate Alliance 1 broke, um, I guess, barriers for video games. It's based on the X-Men um, Legends line of games where you have kind of like a, I want to say a Diablo-esque top-down like dungeon crawler for for superheroes, you control one. But there's always four people in your party, so you can swap between them. They'll have powers. You level them up. Really fun game um, series. Really good couch co-op because you have four-player couch co-op, Mike. And mm-hmm. the Ultimate Alliance one spits like it spanned so many characters and storylines. Like I've been fighting Galactus, being underground in Atlantis. Um, you know, just taking on everything. Uh, I think the final boss is like maybe Doctor Doom, even. So um, spawned a huge, huge like. You know, a lot of fans, a lot of following. Nine years later, we get the reveal of Ultimate Alliance 3 at the Video Game Awards this week. Because the Russo brothers were there, and we thought that they might do something. But they didn't. They just literally gave out an award, and that was it. Yeah, but and they weren't even there for this trailer. <laughs> yeah, they weren't. This, this actually, I think Marvel Studios put out a press release earlier. But the reveal video shows that this is the Black Order. So are you familiar with the Black Order now, if I said who they were? Like, oh, of course, uh, Thanos' crew. Yes, uh, so this takes the comic book version of the Thanos' crew and includes one extra one called uh, Super Giant. Um, and the you're essentially trying to go get Infinity Stones before Thanos does in this one because everything is about Infinity Stones. Um, but this game is not just directly related to the MC because there's X-Men in it. Um, there's, uh, I'm trying to think of what else, who I saw in the front. There's the Inhumans are in this one. Regular powered people, uh, the, the Daredevil. I think I think the street level heroes are in it. But the only thing that people are complaining about I've seen so far is this is only for Nintendo Switch, which is a kick in the nuts, my friend. Uh, <laughs> indeed, um, I have a Nintendo Switch, and I'm still kind of upset that it's not on anything else because I'm hey. like, eh, I really wish I could have this on Xbox or PlayStation so we could play together. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, I, the character designs are more indicative of what you see in the comic books. Like you kind of get like the 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 Rocket Raccoon and Groot and Gamora. You know, if you look at those, they're they they almost look like they're ripped off the page. So maybe this kind of uh, illustration um, aesthetic fits with the Switch 
very well. Um, I, I guess maybe with its power set, you know, the Switch isn't as powerful as the other consoles, so, you know, it's running this uh, just fine, but, you know, the other consoles could do it just as well. So oh. it's definitely not a limitations thing for sure. But um, I was going to ask you, you know, yeah. you, descri- you describe these Alliance games as like a top-down beat-em-up, but when you watch this trailer, the camera has definitely moved down a lot more from top it- uh, so, like, uh, the more advanced these Alliance games get, does the camera just get further down to the ground? Well, it could have been a camera angle to show more of the backgrounds. Um, because mm-hmm. I, I move the camera. I think you can move the camera a little bit. I usually go upward because I want to see more of the floor plan and layout. Um, I think you can go down a little bit more to see your character and zoom in to see your character you're playing do more powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing in this one is it doesn't, like, I know this is very early. There's no release date other than next year. So they may be doing... Um, the backgrounds may not be fully fleshed out because these don't look like they're deep levels. They kind of look like they're shallow little rooms. Um, but I don't know. Um, it's made by Team Ninja, who is famous for their Dead or Alive series and the Ninja Gaiden reboots lately. I don't know if you ever played either of those. You know what? Uh, I don't know a whole lot about those games specifically, but I actually know of Team Ninja uh, through just like word of mouth and out there on the internet. So they must be like a prolific studio enough for just me kind of just an ancillary <laughs> ancillary guy just to kind of know of their existence. Yeah, I think uh, they, they've kind of made some, some gain in Nintendo with uh, some Metroid games on, I believe, Fire Emblem and, and some maybe Hyrule Warriors, some other games, but... Um, Ultimate Alliance 3 is coming out. I mean, if you're a fan of Ultimate Alliance, you're going to be very excited, knowing you have to have a Switch. Yeah. You can actually get the other two remastered pretty cheaply on the PlayStation or Xbox stores right now, actually, as a two-pack. Uh, I think you can get them both for, like, maybe 30 bucks, uh, and, and play online with people, so... Um, oh, I mean, right here it I, says I, a new over-the-shoulder camera view for this game. Oh, so uh, okay, gotcha. So they're being so a little right. bit more dynamic maybe with the new technology. But uh, the Switch hopefully won't turn too many people off. The Switch is very affordable. Uh, Smash just came out. Friend of the show, Quentin Parker, has been playing Smash all weekend. I tell him he can't. <laughs> he's not allowed to go to sleep until he lo- unlocks more characters. You know, I said uh, I won't come over until you unlock all the characters. Uh, so, But yeah. that probably won't be the case. I really want to play it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is not spider-man ps4 level graphics or gameplay but if you're a fan of those style of games and you you, i mean i know there are people listening who love ultimate alliance you're going to want to keep your eyes on this game as we get more information Mm -hmm. black panther the movie we're still talking about this mike uh, Mm -hmm. got a golden globe nomination for best picture drama which is the first for a comic book slash superhero movie um in the golden globe world so this is a, a historic first for for that yeah, but unfortunately, it is the Golden Globe, so you can't exactly run around town, uh, you know, uh, swinging your uh, <laughs> swinging your Black Panther tail around, exactly. <laughs> because, I mean, I think people lament and kind of make fun of the Golden Globes every year, uh, even though it's, sometimes it is statistically indicative of who wins the Academy Awards, you know, later on. So, um, you know, good, good for Black Panther. I would, it would be crazy if they won. That's for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, good for them. Good I, for you guys. In in terms of film, I actually enjoy the Golden Globes more than I enjoy the Academy Awards because they don't seem as pretentious. And I think it's just yeah. because nobody places that level of importance on this one as much. Yeah, so. it's a little less stuffy. And also they do television awards too, which in this kind of entertainment uh, uh, landscape that we have now, there's people out there that are in love with television just as they're 
much in love with TV, so kind of putting together on the same night, I think that works out well for some people. Yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be good. I mean, I'm going to keep my eyes on this. I think I mean I don't watch them, but I like hearing the awards, so we'll, we'll take a look at that. Some more news on the Daredevil front, Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, this and this this is validating my my thoughts from last week. Apparently, Netflix wanted to reduce all shows of the Marvel stuff to six episode seasons. Because there is a lot of, uh, not filler, but like there are just a lot of bloat in those episodes, like bloated to 13. And we've mm-hmm. always talked about how that was way too many. Like there's always some downtime episodes. Uh, but Disney would lose, I think, two thirds of their revenue by doing that um, or, or something. There was They were going to lose money by reducing the episode numbers to, mm-hmm. to six. Um, and Netflix could have forced a renewal, but Disney would have to make new terms for them. So this is why the show is canceled. So I was kind of right that Disney said you ha- you can make the shows, but you have to make them on our terms when you renew your season. Mm-hmm. These are our terms, and Netflix said, "Oh hell no!" So we're not going to make them. So yeah, I th- I think it's just important to know. I've seen a lot of people out there online in the comments sections uh, in forums, kind of comparing all Marvel Disney deals uh, to the Spider Man deal back in the day, and I just want to tell people. Uh, they're, they don't have to make that deal anymore, and why on earth would they make that deal anymore? That's what kind of drove the knife in and never let them get Spider-Man back officially yet. So yeah, they're they're never going to make that deal again. So if you ever see like a cancellation, you know, or somebody else with their IP, like you can't you can't discern it by those rules anymore. So this is really interesting to see um, that it was going to go down to a six episode order. Like this really kind of goes into kind of the logistics and the analytics over Mm -hmm. there at Netflix. Because if you think about it, you know, if you're a really diehard fan and you like these Netflix shows, you're going to ingest them in one kind of pop dosage, you know? You're going to sit down and you're going to binge them all weekend. (laughs) A six-pack of Daredevil. Yeah, and I guess maybe you don't really care whether it's six hours of Daredevil or 12 hours of Daredevil, because if you step back and look at it, you're really just getting a weekend of Daredevil any way that you look at it, and you just want a good story with awesome stuff going on. So, this is bad on some levels. You know, think about the writers and the creators of the show who are only going to get paid for six episodes and they got to go find more work, when before they were getting literally double of that. So that's kind of unfortunate to look at. Um, also, uh, just uh, Netflix just slashing orders for television shows in general is maybe not good for the industry and the people that work within those shows. Um, and maybe it's not even good for the consumers because if you think about it, I really like that first episode of Daredevil, that first season of Daredevil, and I do agree that there was some fluff that they could have took out. But I mean, half of it, like literally taking half of it out, I think I may have lost stuff in there that I actually really liked. So um, who, who knows if this would have been a good deal? Maybe this is what they would have had to do. I mean, there's so much competition out there in television landscape and just competition within their own uh, their own app and their own ecosystem. But, well, yeah, I guess they couldn't quite hack it. Well, so it's not, it wasn't even that, actually. I mean, it, on this report, it's, you know, the production costs were huge for 13 episodes because they have to make them in New York per the production deal. But also in terms of... Um, like said, consumption and uh, like coming back and rewatching shows. Daredevil was their, I think, their fourth or fifth biggest show on Netflix ever, and still is. Uh, I think behind like Stranger Things and, and a couple other things. So it, it, I think it really comes down to like six episodes are easy for people to digest, and they can put out six more faster. Um, and that's I think why we're seeing smaller seasons in Netflix. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, I six episodes would have been great for me, but I mean, if Disney is able to 
get these characters back and put them in their own things that they want to do with them, I, I think I'm okay with that as well. Uh, yeah, I, I think they, they've they kind of uh, stated out there. I don't remember where I saw it. We might have even have talked about it last week on the show, but I think it's almost official that none of these characters are coming to the Disney streaming service. Disney, right. What's that called? Disney Now? Disney Plus. Disney Plus, that's right. Plus Now, whatever it's called. So, uh, you know, wave goodbye to the Charlie Cox. I wish him the best. I wish him well. I loved him as Daredevil, and I think he's just a great actor, so I really look forward to what he does next. Hopefully he'll make the jump to, like, the big feature film screen. I'd love to see him star in something. Yeah, or um, he was in, um, was it Across the Stars, I think? Or Stardust? Stardust is what it was, maybe. He's in, He's been in a couple of movies. I, I mean, it would be a shame if Netflix didn't pick him up for another show. Like, hey, Charlie, yeah, we, got, we, got, we got more shows for you. Let's That's let's, true. Let's move you along. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see where these characters go with the next two probably getting canceled along the way. Men in Black 4 has a title as well this week, another title reveal, and this one comes from Chris Hemsworth with the title Men in Black International, um, which is okay by me. And we have our first image from the film, which that looks like a Men in Black movie with Tessa Thompson <laughs> and Chris, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Um I like the old black car and like the I like the men in black weapons. I don't know from the first movie, so this is cool to see these guns kind of return these alieny looking guns. So. Yeah, you don't you don't see chrome associated with kind of future tech anymore. That's kind of like a that's kind of like a weird like nineteen sixties nineteen seventies like trope that's kind of uh, coming uh, coming back uh, in the men in black universe. So that looks that looks pretty cool. I like Tessa Thompson. I just watched. Um, I just watched Sorry for Bothering You, which is on Hulu uh, right now. Uh, highly recommend you to go watch that. And she's in that movie. She's kind of like a, a supporting role, and she's really great is, in that. So. Is that the one about the the, the guy who's a, like a call center person? Or? Yes, uh, okay. he's a call center person. And I, I, won't, spoil, I won't spoil anything else, uh, but there is such an unexpected moment in that movie that I guarantee I would put a – Chris, unless you know this already, I won't make this bet, but I would bet you $100 you would never guess what happens in the third act of that movie. Like, literally, like, I I would even give you 24 hours to just text me all day what you think it's going to be, and I don't think you would ever guess what happens in the third act of that film. So if that doesn't sell it for you, wow. uh, like, you, you gotta, it's just, th- it's, a, it's a good movie. Just to confirm, that's David's Cross's voice throughout most of that movie, right? Uh, yeah, I believe it's that, David. That, that's David David There you go. You yeah. got me. You don't even have to tell me that. But so. that's not even that's not even the craziness that I'm talking about. That's yeah. just crazy filmmaking going to there. So yeah, go watch. Uh, sorry for bothering you. Get a little Tessa Thompson. Get some crazy shit that happens. It's a good movie, man. Yeah. So yeah, Men in Black International coming. I expect a trailer in the next couple weeks, maybe a month or so. So keep 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 your uh, ears open there. A week from yesterday, I get to go see Aquaman, Mike. Did you get early? T- you don't get to go see it early, do you? Yeah, oh. uh, I'm not. I'm not seeing it early. I'll I'll see it with uh with the rest of the casuals. <laughs> yeah. So um, this movie is actually already opened in China this weekend. Uh, they mm-hmm. got it early, and uh, it uh, made 25 million on Friday, and its total this weekend made 94 million dollar weekend. The biggest debut for a Warner Brothers film, and the biggest December uh, in China ever. Uh, so I think uh, Aquaman is is making some waves, if you will. 
<laughs> I mean, oh. I'm not I'm not surprised China because I mean, if you look at some of the bigger uh, science fiction uh, like CG, computer animated, live action, whatever movies that China are putting out, like one of their biggest ones is about like a mermaid. Like, so this kind of I think goes right kind of right into uh, what the Chinese audience is looking for. So. Uh, yeah, this uh, this movie stands to make quite a bit of change, doesn't it? It does. Um, and so, I mean, it, I can't believe this movie's honest, really. I, I'm, I'm, it doesn't feel real yet. But I, <laughs> I was going through some, some sites earlier, and the full, awful-looking leak of this movie is online already. Uh, because China. And uh, <laughs> so don't download that copy. Don't watch it. I reckon go see it in the theaters always. Um, before you, you download this. I think it was like a 3D version, because it had like the the ghosting lines around it. Like we they have oh, two no. images on the screen. I'm like, who's putting this online? Who thinks this is a good idea? So, uh, <laughs> avoid those leaks. So that means spoilers are probably out there. So, um, kind of can keep your ears low, but these big numbers mean that a sequel talk is going on at WB. That was reported earlier this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they wouldn't talk about an Aquaman two while they have Jason Momoa on board. So I don't, I don't know. Is that, is that surprising to you at all? I mean, my my me? big my biggest takeaway here is this is all talking about money and audience, which of course kind of goes into uh, you know sequel territory. But we don't have any hints here of how good the movie is. So I hope it's good. I want it to be good. Uh, uh, Warner Brothers needs this to work. Uh, so I I hope it's great. So I hope all of this box office money that we're seeing translates into a good film. Yes, and it's our. Is this our only DC movie this year? This year? Um, I mean, not counting I mean, uh, it, Teen Titans Go, but like the DC, uh, World of DC, I guess. I mean. Yeah, I mean, what was our last one? Justice League? Was Justice that really League? our last DC movie? Yeah. Uh, kinda, wow. I'm, lo- I'm looking at our, our release page right here, and um, the last one we saw was, in fact, uh, the Justice League. And then our <laughs> next one is Shazam, thankfully. I was like, we got one coming up, Shazam. And then the Joker in October, so we've got uh, a little bit. Um, two next year. So slow build, but that's fine. As long as they're good. As long as they're good. It's a slow build. It's fine. <laughs> that's what we want. So, yeah, we can check that out. Uh, like I said, if you're a Prime member, they still may have tickets available next weekend. To go see I like these early previews, man. This has been great. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> we didn't have any trailers before Spider-Man. That was, like, the best part of it, to be honest. So just jumping right in. <laughs> The Birds of Prey and the whatever something blah 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 Harley Quinn movie that long title <laughs> that I'm just gonna call Birds of Prey. Uh, Harley Quinn is so reportedly rumored to ditch the Suicide Squad tattoo she had and go back to a more normal look, um, which is totally fine with us. I think. I don't. Yeah, I don't really recall her character having tons of tattoos. Well, Where like were on, they? Were there like, like on, on her, her face? Arms or? Like she like kind of like matching the Joker, but not as not as obnoxious. I think. Hmm. All if, right. If you go back, that's probably a good. Character. That's probably a good. That's probably a good deal. Probably yeah. a good idea. If you don't remember, it, then they probably don't need to be there, Mike. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, the the thing to take away from it here. So mm-hmm. if they clean her up, make her fine. Goodbye, me. And some weird news. I think uh, we we both had to do a Google on this one. Plastic Man. Um, this add this to the rumored DC movies getting worked on right now. Um, <laughs> WB's in the early stages to develop a Plastic Man film. And if you're not sure who Plastic Man is, he is not the elongated man, right, Mike? Yeah, not the elongated man that you may have been watching on uh, the last couple seasons of The Flash. This is a different dude that also is kind of stretchy, 
can also look and turn into people like an elongation man can. But he kind of has a more, I guess, sinister background. You know, the funny thing is, is I believe we talked about an, um, a Plastic Man movie maybe a few years ago because I think James Franco was rumored to be Plastic Man way back in the day. Yeah, so Plastic Man uh, has actually been around since the 40s, believe it or not. Um, and he is considered one of the first characters to incorporate humor into their comic books and not like seriousness. Um, because whoever the the character is, I can't think of his name. Um, he was a, I guess a uh, thief or like a like a someone like that, and he got this chemical spilled on him, a la Daredevil, that made him plasticky. He can turn into anything on the planet. Hum- he can morph into somebody else or any shape. Yada yada yada. Uh, he um, he looks goofy as hell. To be honest, if you <laughs> go do a Google on him. He's wearing like a red, a deep V red with the the lacing across the front of it, and his signature white sunglasses that you would you'll recognize him immediately. Like I've seen this before. Who is this guy? Yeah, I mean, if you've if you've seen any of the uh, any of the animated uh, Justice League or Warner Brothers stuff, uh, you know, uh, Plastic Man has pop has popped up in those movies, and he's he's like a scamp. He's a troublemaker. You know, he he is kind of almost like. Um, He's ambivalent to kind of like saving the world. He just kind of seems roped into it. It almost seems like he's doing community service mm-hmm. uh, from when I've seen him pop up on screen. So I would imagine this movie is going to be very much uh, a different tone than we've seen with a lot of it's, other these Warner Brothers what, what movies. It's got to be, be light. It's got to be funny. I just saw recently that like Ben Schwartz uh, wants to be Plastic Man. I have no idea if that's going to happen, but that would be hilarious. I mean, it, it reminds me, like, if you put him in, he's, it's the mask movie all over again with Jim Carrey. Like, that's, Oh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because he's very cartoony, very slapsticky in, in all this stuff. Um, yeah, anyway, so Plastic Man, uh, he can change all these shapes. I, we'll put it on the, the maybe list. I believe he was actually voiced by Tom Kenny in some of the other, uh, I think maybe yeah. the Lego version or, like, He's in the he's been in the animated versions. I just haven't. Mm-hmm. I'm not as familiar with him, but I've, <laughs> are you are you interested in a Plastic Man movie? I'm interested in a comedy, yes, but <laughs> I'm gonna have to see how Shazam plays out first. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because she's like his suit. I mean, almost looks like Shazam, but instead of a lightning bolt, it's his just bare chest down the <laughs> middle of his thing. And what's really cool is if you, if you get if you head over to the wiki page. He's looked the same since the 40s, so at least 43. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that's impressive. So I'll, gi- I'll give him that. So, yeah. Movies nobody asked for for 500, Alex. <laughs> uh, we're going to shift gears here. Uh, a, the next James Gunn produced movie, we get to hear the name James Gunn again, uh, Brightburn debuted its first trailer this weekend. Uh, this has been delayed, as we talked about before the show started, since San Diego Comic-Con, whenever his whole... Um, old tweets resurfaced and he was fired from Marvel. So we get to see this trailer. It has um, Elizabeth Banks, who is a, a frequent uh, collaborator of James Gunn, and uh, Roy from The Office in it. Uh, I can't think of his name. Was it something Denim? Or that, something? That's that's all right. Everyone's going to say Roy from Roy The from Office. Roy from The Office. <laughs> and it is essentially, this movie is if, what if Superman um, origin, like, what if when Superman and he was inherently evil? <laughs> this is this is such a great idea that I'm sure uh, uh, I don't know if James Gunn came up with the idea, but it's not really hard to imagine that this just kind of dawns on you maybe like one day in traffic, just like 
oh yeah, what if? You know, comic books are just kind of built with the inherent what if idea built in, which is why Marvel made a whole line of comic books called What If, which is why we also already have alternate stories of Superman of like, oh, what if he landed in Russia instead of the United States? So I wouldn't say this is a whole new idea, but this is a very interesting concept that we would never really get to film with these studios, either with Marvel or with Warner Brothers. So this is like looks like it's going to be distributed by Sony. It's from some other smaller production companies. So I don't know if they made the film, then pitched it to Sony, or made it and then sold it for distribution to Sony. Uh, but yeah, this this movie looks really interesting. Uh, I, I wish I didn't know the twist before I started watching it, but you know, it made its round on social media, so I knew it was like, oh, horror movie, but Superman. So uh, the, Superman the, the, is a boy. He's not quite old enough yet. He's yeah. still young. Smallville the, era. The costume looks really creepy because it's just kind of like, oh yeah, a normal kid would just kind of wear the wear the cape and put it around his shoulders. But this kid is just like, no, I'm just going to make the cape even longer, but it's going to go up and wrap around my face and you're only going to see my burning red glowing eyes through it. It's very creepy looking. And yeah. we had some kind of bizarre movement from him at the very end of the trailer where he kind of oh, was jump, jumping in, jump scare, jumping man. into that uh, like fridge or uh, that industrial fridge and that restaurant. Yeah, this looks very interesting. I would love to kind of see this is almost like the bootleg universe come to life. You know, <laughs> we saw some of those bootleg uh, YouTube videos uh, throughout the last couple of years. This would be kind of cool if this was its own little thing where it's like this uh, universe where you just do kind of bizarre fetishized versions of these heroes what? kind of going going a different did, direction did not dc just hire james gunn to pin a script for him oh what yeah, is what true. if this is what if this is an alternate universe they you come from, that's the twist it's a worlds of dc film yeah but then it wouldn't be distributed by sony yeah, well <laughs> it may not be but it could start somewhere sony, I sony do, may be hurting I, I like this idea, though, of just kind of uh, like just leaning into the idea of like, okay, everybody knows this is supposed to be Superman, but we don't have to call him Clark. We don't have to call him Kal-El. This doesn't have to be Kansas, you know. It's but got I, it's got the I, same I, setup, like the barn and everything, the alien mm-hmm. pod. It's so it's the parallels, man. The parallels. Yeah, I would. Lo- and this is kind of almost a way to do a superhero movie on a very low budget because horror movies are all about kind of atmosphere and building up to the kind of more um, expensive parts of the movie. So yeah, I think this this will be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The more I talk about it, the more I get excited. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. And I, this trailer was like, wow. I'm not a I'm, I'm not a horror movie person. It's not my it's not my shtick. But I would watch this uh, for sure. So. Um, yeah, if you guys want to check out that trailer for Brightburn, if you haven't seen it yet, it's in our show notes. Go go take a click. And lastly, Mike is so excited about this last bit of news. We <laughs> talked about it several weeks ago. I think before any other press uh, thing ha- talked about it, but uh, Cowboy Bebop is getting a live-action uh, version on Netflix, uh, right? Netflix? Yeah, live-action series over on Netflix. Um, and you and know the show on top but, of this. You know the I've show been, better than I do, so go on. Yeah, so I, I'm not necessarily insanely excited that this is being turned into a live action series but from what i've heard so far it's you know it's been it's been warming me up a little bit i'm not so tepid anymore uh you know i like the idea that it's going to be on netflix so i know it's going to be properly funded um chris yost is involved and he was the um he was the writer on the first thor movie and i believe he's done something else recently he keeps getting work so he, uh, people are liking the scripts that he's turning in yeah so um this weekend i was able to i believe uh, scoop one of my very few few exclusives that I'm able to get from living out here in Los Angeles. Sometimes just through osmosis of being in this town, you can get a you can get some hot scoops. So my scoop is 
that I was able to chat with somebody who uh, knows kind of the uh, the writing team for this for this uh, series coming up, and uh, you know I was able to kind of get some general tone from how they're feeling. Uh, they know what they're doing, as in. They know nobody wants this, but they but they're making it anyway. So they're being very careful. They're they're doing their best to make sure they're staying true to the show, um, and they uh, they are very confident that they're going to be able to get a Japanese actor to play Spike, which is the main character in the Cowboy Bebop anime series. So uh, it seems like they're gonna at least avoid the first debacle of what Ghost in the Shell did was casting a. Uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson as the major in the Ghost in the Shell film. Mm-hmm. So I would say this is good news. Um, this obviously isn't official. This is just kind of like from heard from a person who talked to a person, you know, who talked to me. So, uh, but this, I would say this is a very strong rumor, if you will, that we, we may very well be getting a Japanese actor for Spike, which is a big thing that I think about when something that's animated tries to go live action is visually how do you comprehend what you're about to see you know that's a very stylistic show with lots of really cool things happening so i'm kind of curious how they're going to turn that to live action and also the creators are really hoping to get the original music uh team and composer for the live action series um yoko kano and the seatbelts uh they were the ones that kind of made all that awesome uh, jazz uh, music for the first uh, Cowboy Bebop uh, anime. So I'm hoping, if all this stuff comes together, I'm hoping it's something really, really great. I mean, Netflix needs these things to pop off. They're losing all of their really well-known IP, like uh, the Marvel Netflix shows, which, uh, you know, uh, honestly advertise themselves. You don't even need to describe who these characters are. They're Marvel characters. People are going to watch it. So when you're getting these Cowboy Bebop properties, you're also uh turning Avatar The Last Airbender into uh, live mm-hmm. action. Uh, it's good news to hear that they want the original creators involved with these live action things. I believe the original creators from Cowboy Bebop is also going to be involved in this series. So this is all good news, but it's still, I don't think it's going to it's gonna win everybody over, even right off the bat. I mean, the first trailer is going to come out and people are still going to be really judgmental and be really worried. So it's honestly going to come down to sitting down watching the show and just does it feel like Cowboy Bebop is it being you know truthful to what everyone fell in love with I mean I mean Chris you're not too familiar with Cowboy Bebop I know that but everybody out there who's really into anime and I wouldn't say I'm really into it but I know enough of it to you know kind of stumble around within the community of uh, when you come across somebody that's never seen anime before Cowboy Bebop is almost always the one that people recommend to people because they know it's crafted great amazing music great voice acting so you don't have to worry about the the barrier between subs and dubs uh when it comes to uh, trying to get this japanese property into an american's hands so yeah cowboy bop is great so of course people are worried but this makes me feel better that they're gonna be at least authentic with spike trying to get the original music team back and that the writers of this show know that they have a big mountain to climb and they are respecting the challenge. So that is my Cowboy Bebop scoop, if you will, uh, from my underground, inside, dark, seedy sources, back alley business dealings. You know, that's just how we do out here. (laughs) Apparently it is. So uh, from my point of view, from a... uh I, th- I believe a non-weeb is what I would call myself. Is that, is that an appropriate <laughs> term? Sure. <laughs> um, I I know Dragon Ball. I know Gundam. Uh, I know Pokemon. This past like three years has been a huge 
research, not a research, but a huge, I guess, live anime live action adaptation, I guess, decade. Then do Death Note was one of them. I'm not saying it's Netflix, but Death Note. I think Full Metal Alchemist got got a movie, right? Is that right? We saw the trailer for that. Yeah, that, that was uh, that was bad. <laughs> uh, I think um, Alita Battle Angel is one of those movies as well. Yeah, that's true. Detective Pikachu is one of those coming up. Uh, this is this is huge, and uh, I'm 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 just I'm not cautiously optimistic. I'm just cautious. So yeah, I mean, I saw I saw a headline the other day. I wish I could remember the exact number, so that I could very well be off by magnitudes here. But that said, the the Japanese anime industry is worth like close to a hundred billion dollars. I think, uh-huh. uh, if I remember right. So that is a huge industry. So of course, Western uh, audiences and Western studios are looking at those properties and just thinking, oh, can we make any more money off of this? So. Uh, that's that's where uh, studios always go, where the money is. So, and, um, and and Netflix is literally buying up and streaming all these anime shows, mm-hmm. like the regular and, ones, not the not the live action. They're just, I think, didn't when they announced this a couple weeks ago, didn't they say they just gotten a bunch of other uh, regular anime shows to just show on there? So yeah, I th- I think uh, yeah, I think Netflix just recently made a deal with uh, Funimation, if I remember right, which is a big uh, which is a big uh, kind of porter to uh, America for anime. And uh, in more anime news, which I di- wasn't expecting this to be a Superhero Slate's anime corner uh, or manga corner, uh, Shonen Jump, which is a really popular manga kind of magazine publisher for manga over in, in Japan, Dragon, they just re- Dragon Ball. Yeah, Dra- Dragon Ball comes out in that. Yeah, that exactly. Yeah. Uh, they just released a whole new business model for their company, where they're kind of going to go more of like the uh, the subscription route for Shonen Jump. So, and it's really affordable. I think it's maybe like three bucks a month, and you can just like read all of the Shonen Jump that you want. And so I downloaded the app just to give it a test, and I was just like, the, the thing I appreciate a lot about Japan and uh, manga and anime in general is just the weird kind of bizarre stuff, the stories they tell. And I, I just started reading this uh, manga, um, I think, what was it called? Okay, my library, I'm opening up now. Oh, no. <laughs> it's called The Emperor and I, and it's just about a girl that, like, finds an emperor penguin in her fridge, and then they it's their new pet, and they're just friends now. It's just so ridiculous, the, the idea. Ideas that can be translated to manga just with uh, just with the the, well, the stroke of a pen. So I love weird stuff you, like that that comes out of Japan. It's funny you mention that because coming up in February is a Shonen Jump or Shonen Jump right um, mm-hmm. video game called uh, Jump Force, which pulls characters from all their big pieces, all their big. Um, Mangas. Oh yeah, I think so, I remember seeing that. So you've got Bleach, Dragon Ball Z, Hunter X Hunter, Naruto, One Piece, uh, Yu Gi Oh in there. Like all these characters are coming into one big fighting game. So um, it, it's really wild. Like again, the 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 rise of the anime is like the the rise of the uh, the wrestling fanatics again. So like this is really <laughs> crazy. Like. It's cool to like all this stuff again, Mike. So um. yeah, st- stay tuned. Stay subscribed to Superhero Slate for the uh, for the uh, very uninformed, uneducated anime corner. <laughs> exactly, subs or dubs? That's the real question here. That's that's what we're asking ourselves. So uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a dub guy, not a sub guy. I don't want to read. I don't want to read. <laughs> but anyway, this is our, our our special super long episode of Superhero Slate where we talked about all these trailers and Avengers Endgame, and we finally got it. and We're very excited, but now we got to go record. Into the Spider Verse. So, Mike, where can people find you at? In the meantime, they want to see an animatronic tweet. Show them. 
Well, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you could read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to keep up with you, see what you're doing, see what board games and new card games that you're playing. Where can they find you? That's right. You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, I've actually started talking to you with my friend Patrick about kicking up uh, the film side chats again. Uh, we found a, a new host for our show that doesn't cost us anything, and we're going to do once a month, and... I'm really excited about that. He's probably listening right now, being like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you said that on air." But I really <laughs> like, I really enjoy that that doing the the movie stuff that's not just superhero related. So uh, hopefully, we can get that kicked back off. Uh, you can also head over to Comic UI. We have the the Marvel watch list there in order. So yep, and uh, yeah. Anyway, if people want to know more about our shows or maybe where they can listen to our review episode of Into the Spider Verse, where can they find us at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our little show here and to get our awesome show notes. So we talked about a lot of stuff on this episode. We got a lot of links in our notes. So if we talked about anything maybe visual that you would like to see in this audio podcast, uh, you can head on over to SuperheroSlate.com and get those show notes all in a nice little bulleted list for you. And you can get our podcast on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We'll put it wherever you want it. So if you listen on a podcast app that we're not familiar with, uh, let us know and we'll uh, host it there. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, uh, we love hearing from you. You know what? If you're not a fan of the show, we still want to hear from you. So uh, you can drop us a comment in our uh, in our YouTube comments. You mm-hmm. can send us an email. You can reach out to us on Twitter, either through our um, Superhero Slate uh, Twitter handle or our own Twitter handles. We love hearing from you. Um, if you want to be a super fan of the show, all we want you to do is share the show with a friend and share the show with a buddy, and we will consider you a super fan. Like our super fan out there, Jim, who wrote to me and just wanted to make it clear because I believe the other week I said nobody's clamoring for more uh, for another Man of Steel movie, but he wanted to set the record straight that there is at least one man out here clamoring for more Man of Steel, and it is Jim. So I just wanted to set the record straight this week. Well, uh, we we cannot factually say that nobody wants another super Superman movie. Jim wants it, so that means Warner Brothers, you got to make it. Well, we also have to give out to Sean Bowman on YouTube who enjoyed Inhumans and. Uh... Uh, even as an Inhuman fan, I don't know how you did that. So uh, you got to tell me your secret sometime. I'm, I'm very impressed. But yeah, but. so we love hearing from you guys. We love our super fans. So uh, uh, share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. Stay subscribed, and we're about to talk about Spider Verse now. So uh, stay tuned and look for that download. All right, see you guys. All right, bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. All right. Cool. All great news. Hopefully we'll have some new listeners this week.